Just Our Real Estate, episode number 194. All right, welcome to the show. Welcome to Just Our Real Estate. If you've never been here before, welcome, welcome. We're glad to have you. If you've been here before and you're coming back for more, good to see you again. I'm glad you came back for more. All right, my name is Mike Simmons. I am the host of this show, and today we are going to start our final week of my Q&A All-Star Series. This series has been a huge success, and I am really, really excited that I decided to do this and ask some of my closest friends in the industry and some people who really, really know their stuff to help me. And all month long, for the past three weeks, we've been answering questions that new investors have about goal setting, about finding deals, about automation, and this week we're going to dive into maybe the most asked question that I get of all time. What is the best method for securing funding for your deals? So we're going to dive into that, and the good news is you're going to have four of the country's top real estate investors answering this question for you, and I could not be more excited. But before we dive into that, I want to make sure that I talk to you about a program that I am involved in. I am working very closely with my good friend Justin Williams, and we have put together a heck of a program for house flipping. Now, Justin approached me with this a few months ago and said, this is what I want to do. I've started building this program. I want you to be involved. I want you to help coach the people involved in this program and really kind of get into it and be a big part of this. So I took a look at what he had going and it completely blew me away, guys. I'm telling you, there is no house flipping program on the market like this anywhere, bar none, or I wouldn't have gotten involved. I don't need to get involved in in projects that I don't believe in. I don't have to do that. I completely believe in this program. I think that it will absolutely change your business or if you haven't started flipping houses yet, it will absolutely start you off in the right direction and get you to where you want to be faster than any other program I've ever seen. It's already launched, guys. It launched as of this recording. It has launched this week. It launched on July 21st, but you know what? It's not too late to get involved. You can absolutely dive in there and get involved right now and start changing your business forever. The program is called Fail Fast Flipping. And if you go to failfastflipping.com forward slash just start. You can get involved, get involved in this program, dive in, and I'm telling you, it's going to change everything. It is an absolute game changer. You can also go to my website on the right-hand side toward the top there. There's a link called Fail Fast Flipping, and if you click on that, it'll also take you so you can get all the details, all the information about this program, and make a decision of whether or not you want to get involved. But I'm telling you, it'll change everything. I would not be involved if it wasn't an absolute game changer. So go there and check it out. I look forward to talking to you. If you have any questions about the program, feel free to email me at mike at juststartrealestate.com, and I'll answer any questions that you have. All right, guys, all good things must come to an end, and this is the final episode of my four-week series where I asked some of the most incredible and really intelligent real estate investors 
all over the country four major questions that I get from new real estate investors all the time. Today, Brandon Turner is gonna address the topic of how to secure fundings and the best strategies for securing funding for your real estate deals. Now, those of you who don't know, Brandon Turner is the senior editor over at biggerpockets.com. Biggerpockets is an amazing community of real estate investors and just an incredible website, a wealth of, you know, information and and just great investors who are willing to take time to answer questions for you. Brandon is also working on a book uh, on creative strategies for investing in real estate with little or no money down. So it's definitely going to address this topic of funding and how to fund deals and things like that. So his book, there's no even a there's not even a title yet. You can't get it yet. So I'm just giving you an advance notice that Brandon is writing a book and if Brandon's writing a book uh, about creative strategies for investing in real estate with little or mo no money down, I know it's going to be awesome because Brandon is an amazing real estate investor. So I highly suggest you keep a lookout for that. Keep looking for it on Amazon. Just go there every day and type in Brandon Turner and see what comes up. And if there's anything that he's written on Amazon or at the Bigger Pockets website, just grab it. Just trust me. It's going to be good stuff. So like I said, this is the last episode in the four-week series, and I'm kind of sad about it because I really think this was a powerful and a very, very, very worthwhile series to do. So sit back, relax, and listen to Brandon answer the question about how new real estate investors can go about securing financing for their deals. What are the best strategies for securing funding for new real estate investors? You know, this is really the like almighty question when it comes to people starting out in real estate is how do I afford real estate? After all, if you're looking at a $100,000 building, chances are most people out there do not have $100,000 to go invest in that building. They don't have, they can't just write a check and go and pay for it. So today we're going to talk about how to actually finance these properties. Uh, some of them more creative, some of them more standard. Uh, but either way, I think that the more methods for financing that you understand, the better chance, the more deals you can do, the better chance you have of putting together a deal. I'm all about thinking creativity, creatively, using creativity. I think it's very, very important when investing in real estate, having an open mind and asking, how can I afford this? Not just shutting your brain down and saying, I can't afford that. That's from a Rich Dad, Poor Dad, by the way. One of my favorite takeaways from that book. So first of all, real estate takes money. A lot of times people think that you know, no money down means I don't have to put any, you know, it's just free real estate. But the fact is, there's no such thing as no money down, but there is no of your money down, none of your money down. And so uh, let's talk about a few of those ways uh, you can do no money. And then we'll talk about a few ways you can actually put some money down. Uh, actually, I think I'll start with the well, how to put some money down. If you've got a little bit of funding, uh, a good way to do that is conventional financing. Obviously, the, the nice, boring, vanilla way to do it would be a nice 20% down mortgage from your local bank or credit union. Sometimes it's 25% down. In other words, you want to buy a $100,000 property. You go to the bank. They say, great, we're going to need 20% down. You write a check to twenty for $20,000, and they supply a mortgage for $80,000, and then you pay you know, whatever, a few hundred bucks a month for that payment, maybe $500 a month or whatever for that payment for 30 years. Uh, that would be conventional financing. Uh, again, a lot of banks will do that. Almost every bank in the world will do a nice conventional investment loan for you. Uh, I recommend shopping around, finding the best rates you can if you're going to do that. Uh, closely related to that would be called a portfolio lender. 
portfolio lender is a bank or a credit union, usually smaller community banks or credit unions that they're not the big national banks, but the smaller ones, they'll let you oftentimes do things that the conventional banks won't uh, because they don't sell their loans. What, how the mortgage industry works is that banks will do a loan for you, let's say for, you know, $80,000, but then they lost their $80,000 and the bank can't let that, you know, can't do anything with that. So they sell that loan to a company called Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac. Uh, and then they get their money back and they can go and lend it out to somebody else. So that's how banks and credit unions typically function is they just keep selling their loans upward. However, a portfolio lender is going to keep your loan. They're going to keep it in, in house. They don't have to abide by the rules that Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac has. That's what makes a portfolio lender helpful. Now I'm not saying you can get by if you're, you know, have no credit, no income, you can't just go and get a portfolio loan. They're oftentimes just as strict, if not stricter, but they have a lot more creativity. Uh, for example, uh, I'm working with a portfolio lender right now who I already have my max number of properties that I can buy. Uh, according to Fannie Mae right now, that's four properties. I can't own any more than four on my credit report, and I already have that. So I'm working a portfolio lender because they don't care about the four number. All they wanted was to make sure that the cash flow is there on this property. So portfolio lenders are a good way to do it, especially for longer term. Uh, another way uh, to do it for longer term investments, again, kind of rental properties, but is a live-in investment. Uh, this is actually how I started. It's a property that you live in, but you invest. And so uh, there's a few ways to do that. You can do a conventional. Uh, conventional can even go as low as 5% down nowadays, uh, a house that you're going to live in. And you might want to fix that up and flip it, uh, or you might want to you know, live in it and rent it out. Uh, either way, you have to stay usually for a year is what the requirement is. But after that, you can leave and go do what you want. So... Uh, that's kind of a good way to do it as a, a live-in investment. Uh, a few of the different loan programs for that, there's like FHA, which is only 3.5% down. There's uh, VA loans, uh, which are if you're a veteran uh, of any U.S. military uh, I guess complex, <laughs> you can do that. Uh, there's a 203K loan, which is part of the FHA. A 203K allows you to f add the cost for repairs into a property. So you can buy a dump and, and add on $30,000 for repairs and finance the entire thing for just 3.5% down. Very killer cool uh, program. And finally, like there's USDA. If you're in a rural area, you can get a USDA loan, and that can be 0% down. That's pretty awesome as well. But again, that's not for like inner city urban areas. But uh, you might be surprised at what your area is because USDA actually covers quite a bit. Number four, another way to do it would be partnerships. This is my all-time favorite method of investing in real estate. Uh, if you can find a partner, that doesn't necessarily mean you both put 50-50 down, though that does work out, and I've done that uh, a few times. Uh, but I, you can structure a partnership however you want. I mean, what are you good at? What are you bringing to the table? What are they bringing to the table? And so in my case, usually I find really good deals in my area. And so I'll talk to a partner and say, hey, look, I will do this deal I'm going to put it together. I'm going to arrange everything. I'm going to manage the property later or at least manage the manager. And I will make sure this thing runs smoothly from beginning, middle to end. What I need from you is the down payment. And I've done that a few times. and It's worked out great. I have some really killer, good cash flow properties uh, that I have a 50-50 partnership in that I have no money into it myself. So partnerships are an amazing way uh, to finance real estate. However, in order to attract partnerships, you got to build your credibility. It doesn't mean you have to do a lot of deals, but you got to have knowledge. You got to have uh, integrity. You got to be well known. You can start with family and friends and build up from there. I wouldn't go and put a sign on Craigslist saying, looking for a partner. It just sounds like you're asking for a scam to come and get you. 
So uh, partnerships are a great way. Uh, another way to do it, especially if you're a house flipper, would be hard money. Hard money are individuals or, or smaller companies that lend based on the deal alone or mostly. They're not going to care about your credit. They're not going to care about a lot of things, but they charge a lot of money for that. And they're usually very short term. So typically you might pay three, four, five percent of a fee of whatever you're borrowing, which is called points. You also might pay 10, 12, 15% interest on that loan. And it might only be good for a year. It might be good for six months, depending on the hard money lender. I know some that go for two years. The point is it's short term, it's very expensive, and it's based on the property itself. A hard money can be a good way to flip houses, but it's also an expensive way. So make sure you get a great deal. Uh, one other strategy with hard money that I've done with rental properties is I've gotten a hard money loan, uh, fixed up a property, and then gone to the bank, uh, usually a portfolio lender, and refinanced it. Got a whole new loan, paid off the hard money lender, and now I've got this property with took me $0 down to do. I now have this as a long-term 30-year rental. Uh, the last one I want to talk about today is raising private money. A little different than partnerships. Partnerships are where they have like an equity role in the company. Private money is more the idea of they're looking to earn an interest rate. And so, for example, you might you might offer somebody 15% interest uh, for a year, but no points, and you'll pay that all at the end. Or you might offer, uh, a, you know, some family and friends might each have 30 grand a piece. You might offer them 8% and, and a small piece of the profit whenever you actually sell the property. I mean, there's a million ways you can structure this stuff. But uh, when you're raising private money, though, you have to be very careful. You get into some real legal issues. So I definitely do your homework. I'm not a lawyer or a CPA or a doctor or anything like that. So uh, find out what the rules are, what the laws are, and make sure you're abiding by them. Don't go and advertise uh, that you're looking to raise money if you haven't done your research because there are some tight rules that uh, surround that. So those are my favorite. Once again, let me recap. That was conventional financing. There was portfolio lenders. There was a live-in investment, partnerships, hard money, and raising private money. Thank you very much. All right, great stuff from an incredible real estate investor. Brandon is the man. I'm telling you, the guy knows his stuff, and I was really proud and really excited to get him on this series. I'm glad he agreed to do it, and now you know exactly why. It's because of answers like that and all of the answers that he's provided over the last four weeks. Okay, guys, that officially concludes my four-week series, my all-star series on the four most asked questions that I get from new real estate investors. I hope you enjoyed it. I really want to say thanks again to all of the investors and all the experts that helped me make this four-week series a reality. I couldn't have done it without you. I really appreciate it. And I really, really hope that you, the audience, got a lot out of it. I know I did. As an experienced investor, I got stuff out of it. So I really think that there's a lot of good content here that you could really benefit from. I hope you enjoyed it, and I will see you next time. Okay, guys, until tomorrow, if flipping houses and real estate is your dream, there's only one way you can make it a reality. Just start. <laughs>